Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Laurie A. Couture, author of Instead of Medicating and Punishing, Healing the Causes of Our Children's Acting Out Behavior by Parenting and Educating the Way Nature Intended. Welcome to the pilot episode of my radio show, The Free and Joyful Childhood. I'll be discussing attachment parenting, unschooling, natural family living, and how the mainstream culture is harming children, families, and humanity. Um... I explain that I'm I'm the author of Instead of Medicating and Punishing. I appear as an expert in the documentary film The War on Kids, which is directed by Kevin Soling, excellent director. Um, I specialize in helping parents heal their children's emotional, behavioral, and learning struggles through attachment parenting, natural education, and alternatives to psychiatric drugs. Um, I offer supportive parenting, coaching, and educational consultation, as well as attachment parenting workshops and seminars through my website, lauriecouture.com. I hope you'll visit that. Um, I, um, I have a background as a trauma specialist and a licensed mental health counselor, as well as an early childhood educator um, in the past. Um, I'm a contributor to several magazines. Um, I'm on the board of Parents and Teachers Against Violence in Education, um, I've been, I've worked in, I've worn lots of hats. I've worn, let's see, social work hats, mental health counselor hats, educators hat. Um, and my most important job is um, I'm the proud unschooling mom of my almost 17-year-old son, Bryson, who will be 17 very shortly, in just a few days. And um, I also uh, mentor a, a 17-year-old boy. So. Today I'm going to discuss um, what I consider an egregious problem. It's the problem of how um, severely oppressed public school children are at all ages, from the littlest ones in preschool to the children who are in 12th grade who are 17, 18 years old, aging out of the, out of the system. Um, public school is probably one of the most destructive aspects of childhood. Um, it violates children's basic human rights. It harms them intellectually, socially, emotionally, physically. It it it, it causes a deadening of of their sense of empathy, their sense of joy, their ability to learn, their 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 passion for learning, their passion for creating and exploring. And um, naturally, um, when children are in oppressive environments, it creates a toxic peer culture. Um, kids don't have any sort of power at whatsoever in public school, so they they learn to create uh, peer groups where they can one-up each other and get power over each other. Um, I want to talk a little bit specifically today about how at younger and younger ages, public schools are stopping 
recess. Um, I believe that children need to be moving all day long. They need to be playing. They need to be moving. They need to be physically active. And, in fact, um, the author of Real Boys, William Pollock, states that boys especially require about five recesses during the school day alone. Five. Five. And yet, in, in, in most public schools, recess is cut somewhere between ages 10 and definitely by the sixth or seventh grade, by, by seventh grade. Um, or what they call recess. Sometimes they'll have what they call recess, a few minutes standing outside on the hot top and they're not allowed to, you know, on the pavement and they're not allowed to do anything. Um, I I have been working with children for many, many years, for over 16 years, and and I've been working in a, you know, with them in many capacities, and I, my heart just breaks when I see, um, you know, what they are going through, what they are suffering. And the worst part about this aspect of of cutting recess and cutting physical activity and cutting playtime where kids can actually physically move their bodies is that what's happening is uh, that children's bodies are literally suffering. They're, they're suffering emotionally and physically and neurologically. And what happens is these children are coming out of their skin. They're, they, 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 they cannot function by sitting there virtually motionless for six hours a day. And then, of course, when they get home, there could be anywhere from a half an hour to three hours more of homework. Um, so what ends up happening is the school, uh, to deal with the issue of the children being unable to sustain this painful state, this painful bodily state of being unable to move when when their natural instinct, their natural inclination, their every cell in their body is telling them they need to play, they need to move, their body and get physical, um, the school's way of dealing with that is to make mass referrals for children to be quote-unquote diagnosed with another quote-unquote ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, which, of course, you know, according to Dr. Peter Bregan, and I believe him 100%, and according to my observations over the year, is a, is, is a garbage bonus, bogus, excuse me, bogus, Diagnosis. It, it doesn't exist. It's a collection of symptoms of a of a traumatized human being, of a traumatized child, and and it is a reflective of how boring, oppressive, unstimulating the educational environment is. So so there's these mass referrals to pediatricians, psychiatrists, to or neurologists to to basically give the child who is fidgety or unattentive or they can't stop moving their body or they can't focus on this mundane work, this boring, mindless, busy work that has no relevance to the child's life, uh, they, they, they're given this diagnosis, maybe others as well, and then, of course, we know what that leads to. Come on, we know what that leads to. If they give them the diagnosis, well, then that naturally seems to lead to or unnaturally seems to lead to um, a chemical, a drug, or what they call a medication. Um, and it's funny because, um, you know, I, I believe in as many naturopathic 
remedies as possible. But, you know, every now and then, you know, if you've got an emergency, you might need an emergency medication for a physical problem. I have a hard time considering a chemical that restrains children, that prevents children from moving, from being able to to um, express the distress their body is showing. I have a hard time calling that medication. Um, I think that the best medication for children is to be outside playing. Um, so anyway, this is what the schools do. They They refer... They expect, they are actually expecting the diagnosis. In fact, some teachers illegally, by the way, very illegally will tell the parent, your child is ADD or your child is or has ADHD as if they are the diagnosticians. And by the way, that is illegal. Um, no, no one, they do not have any sort of training or authority to do that. Uh, so keep that in mind, parents. And so then, of course, then the child's parents are bullied or they're encouraged or they're coerced or, you know, coaxed into putting this poisonous chemical in their child's brain and they're told that it's safe, they're told that it's healthy, they're told that it'll heal or help and it'll subdue and suppress is really what happens. What happens is over time... Um, these these drugs will have these negative effects and create more symptoms, therefore warranting more uh, chemicals. The child now, um, they claim, will focus better in school. Yeah, well, what's wrong with this picture? It's It's basically like you're taking a starvation victim and you're giving them a pill to suppress the life-saving symptoms of... I need to eat. The the life-saving symptoms, that the alarm signals that are going off, hello, hello, I'm going to die, I need to eat. But you're giving them a pill to suppress those symptoms so that they can sit still and not bother you um, rather than just, uh, you know, giving them some food. <laughs> Seems uh, pretty logical to me. Um, I just look at these hundreds and thousands and of children and I just wonder how these hundreds and even thousands of teachers can can be this ignorant or to suppress what they truly know deep inside. How can they do it day in and day out? I, I just don't know. Uh, wow. It, it shudders me to, to picture this, I, um, to, to think of this. And, and the stories, the uh, stories that I've heard over the years are heartbreaking. I, I, I've seen kids... Uh, everywhere from, you know, being, you know, mildly, you know, um, anxious over this to full-blown tortured by it, tormented, absolutely tormented, torn apart, suicidal, depressed, you know, homicidal. And the reason is always somehow inside the child. There's, all, there's always, the problem always lies within the child. Um according to the school, of course. They, the, the system would never admit it. It's the system itself that's causing this trauma. The system itself is causing this horrible, you know, horrible uh, epidemic of, you know, one-third of our population of children is somehow, they're trying to convince us that, you know, this mass amount, one-third of the population of children is somehow brain di- disordered, brain damaged, 
you know, it, it's funny because in peaceful tribal societies where children are playing and jumping around and climbing trees all day and going on canoeing trips and, you know, um, imitating the adults, uh, they, they don't have those symptoms. But I'm sure they, you know, you'd have the entire tribe on Ritalin or Adderall or Focalin if you, you know, put them in a public school. So, you know... Um, I think when if people think of it that way, and they and you know you think of people you know like you think of the characters like classic tales like uh, Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, uh, what would they do? In in you know what would you do if you wrote those stories for modern times? Uh, you know it, it it there would be no story, there'd be no classic. So um, thank you for joining me for the pilot episode of the Free and Joyful Childhood Radio Show. We're almost out of time. I hope you'll join me next time in the next scheduled show. Um, please visit lauriecouture.com to read my blog and to learn more about my supportive parenting coaching services and my book, Instead of Medicating and Punishing. Um, let me tell you, I, I have a minute, a couple minutes more here, so let me just tell you, you know, a little bit about what I what I have to offer parents. Um, I know that, you know, families that that are considering homeschooling uh, are unschooling. They, they a lot of times the first year, they're very, very, they're, they're full of anxiety because they're expecting that, the, that it, education needs to look like school the way we've grown up. And so they're terrified that they're going to, their children are going to somehow miss out. And so what we do is, is I can offer I offer supportive parenting coaching on a number of subjects, attachment parenting support for new or expecting families, or uh, you know parents that have issues with their toddlers, teens, or anybody in between, discipline issues, behavioral issues, mild, moderate, severe. But we can talk about how you can get started. You can get started with homeschooling or unschooling, and I can support you in being able to sustain that momentum. Um, you know, typical things that people, you know, can expect at, at first and, and how to, you know, how to um, help your child so that, you know, they can detox from the system and then they can start basically living and they can be joyful and find they rediscover their passions like when they were very little. Um some of the some of the other topics for our consultation or our parenting coaching would be um you know if if you're a new or expecting parent you want to learn about attachment parenting um if you're a parent that has a child that has you know mild moderate or severe emotional behavioral or learning issues we can work with that i can i, I mean there's no problem too big for me um if there's if it's an issue where it does appear that there needs to be a referral, I can give you referrals for brain-based trauma treatments um, and, um, you know, school problems, learning challenges. If your child's been diagnosed with ADHD, um, emotional mental health challenges, trauma, you know, alternatives to psychiatric medication, unschooling support. So thank you so much. This is your host, Laurie A. Couture, author of Instead of Medicating and Punishing. Please visit me at my website, lauriecouture.com. Thank you so much. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.